The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. Well, now I'm joined by Kathleen McNamee from Off the Ball, and uh, so much sport over the weekend, so much uh, exciting stuff. Uh, we'll start with, I suppose, the the most recent bit of excitement, which is Man United squeaking past Brighton and Hove Albion in uh, penalties, seven six at the end. Yeah, it was a, a dramatic end to what was a very undramatic and unentertaining match. I think the two FA Cup semi-finals over the weekend, people would say, were probably some of the most uninteresting we've had in a while. Mm. I think people expected Brighton to put it up to. United, you know, they've been very, very good this season. And they did, and De Gea earned his money. He really did, he really did. And, like, a lot of people would have question marks over De Gea and whether, I know, like, there's been some talk that should Eric Ten Hag get rid of him this season, especially with the amount of money he is on there. But, um, I mean, he was there for them when it really mattered. But 6-7 is a lot of penalties to go through yeah. ahead of, like, what is a very busy time. Yeah. Uh, so, anyway, um, it'll be a Manchester derby. Man City made short order. Yeah, and I don't think anyone was really surprised, you know, the Wembley Stadium wasn't even half full Sheffield United I think they have like nearly two games a week at the moment so I think fans probably reckoned what way that was going to go for them Riyad Mahrez got his three goal hat trick so he was I mean one of the most underrated players I think in the Premier League in terms of what he does but it's very hard to stand out in that City team because there are so many impressive players but they will go into their showdown with Arsenal on Wednesday with plenty of confidence yeah, whereas Arsenal are wobbling. <laughs> I have never watched a more stressful game in my life. Um, I mean, I fully thought it was down and out. And then that 90th minute equaliser from Bakaya Saka after Arsenal being 3-1 down. I mean, it was great they got something from the game. But I think a lot of people, if they had looked back on playing Southampton, West Ham and Liverpool and only getting three points from it, yeah. a lot of people would be like, mm, I think that's probably the moment where the season... So what's your analysis of what's going wrong? for Arsenal is it confidence is it um, you know the expectation gradually being torn away from them I think it's a mixture I think in words I never thought I would say at the start of the season they're really missing William Saliba I, I think that space for them has been really really crucial in the last couple of games I also think it's the pressure of being in this position having never been there before for the majority of these players I know your Jesus and Shinkachenko mm. have been with City and not having anything else to concentrate on you know they only have these Premier League games they have no Europa League they have no cup action and they're just wilting under the pressure now hopefully they can go next year and use this experience and you know kick on with it but I think if there was ever a year you were to win the Premier League with 80-90 mm. points it was this year Now Spurs um, extraordinary watching that match yesterday and by the 20th minute they were 5 down Yeah another game where you're kind of looking at the result being like am I seeing this right especially after Newcastle's result the week before Spurs are just I think it shows what a good job Conte was actually doing with the squad that was there because they're just in absolutely dire straits the talk over the weekend was like who's going to come back in there's Pochettino has been mentioned but you have to kind of wonder what who's going to want to take Spurs on in their current state he's even talked that Daniel Levy is going to leave the club because of how he has treated it and how like little money I'd say a lot of Spurs players will feel that he has put into it um, but yeah another I mean the one bright spot for them is probably that Harry Kane goal which brings them up to 24 goals in the Premier League which is impressive for a team that is so mediocre that he's still managing to hit them in 
Okay, main stories from the lots of GAA action over the weekend. Lots of GAA action. So Sligo and Galway both winning to go through to the Connacht final, uh, down beating Donegal fairly comprehensively as well. There was a bit of controversy at that game because a banner was flown over Park Esler with a message about the county secretary, Sean O'Mcateer. It said uh, it was calling for him to be sacked. Down GAA released a statement saying that they regret the vindictive actions and it doesn't represent uh, down or the GAA and that they value his Trojan work and dedication so and I'll have quite a few other main stays in the county set up uh, came out in support of him as well Kerry got a big win over Tipperary in the Hurling Limerick just scraped by Waterford Grudge Hegarty was sent off in that game for two yellow cards um, Galway uh Wexford, they beat Wexford and then uh, Kilkenny got a strong win against Westmead, 29 points to 7 there and a, a massive one for Tipperary, 522 to 223 against Clare. Which is, and in the football a Dublin resurgent it looks yeah, like. Yeah, Dublin resurgent, I don't think anyone was all that surprised they racked up a massive 430 to 29 against Leash, uh, so mm. a, a bad day out now, in poor Leash. In, in rugby um, some sort of a Pyrrhic victory I suppose for the women because um, people were talking about being beaten by maybe 100 points by England that didn't happen they were well beaten but not by 100 points No they did quite well uh, in all things considered 48 nil. they're the only team to hold England to less than 50 points so far in the competition I think what everyone had noticed from the game at the weekend is despite the high scoreline their defence actually had improved massively now England will be very disappointed with their performance they were very very poor they made a lot of hands handling errors, a lot of unforced errors. I think maybe it was more a case of them being bad on the day than us being necessarily particularly good. But it was a good, it did show that we are able to put up a defence. The only thing now is that we need to win against Scotland when we score four tries and we also need... uh, the other games to go our way for us to not end yeah, up uh, yeah, and finish last so that would not be good um, Yesterday uh, the weather was supposed to be really inclement for the London Marathon it wasn't as bad as they had predicted but an astonishing run by Safan Hassan who's a double Olympic gold winner uh, on the track mm. double world champion on the track and many other accolades she goes out to do a marathon and doesn't she go and win it? For the first time ever, yeah. An absolutely incredible race from her, especially when you consider what happened. So she finished the marathon in two hours, 18 minutes and 33 seconds. About 15 miles in, she looked like she had an injury. She was kind of holding her hip and she pulled up for a little while. And then she continued on later on in the race again. She made a bit of a mess out of uh, trying to pick up her drink as she was going and nearly collided with a support motorbike and then managed to sprint clear down the final straight. So an incredible showing from her I mean you can see the photos of her whenever she crossed that finish line she was in disbelief everyone around her was in disbelief that she'd managed it Uh, and then you also had the Kenyan runner Kelvin Kipton smashing the course record for the London Marathon running the second fastest marathon in history so it was a pretty impressive day all round Uh, and a sad day Mo Farah was uh, coming to the end of his career I think that was his last that race that was his last race and there was some cheeky pup an English fellow 30 years of age who was behind Mo Farah and in the last couple of hundred metres he you know put on a sprint and Mo had nothing left in the legs at the age of 40 uh, not being a marathon runner I suppose Hassan did it why couldn't Mo but anyway uh, Mo had nothing left and your man kind of sprints off puffs his chest out and I just thought respect man respect. yeah I, I don't really understand something like that I mean 
it's not like they were going to come very high up in the rank. I think yeah. uh, Mufar came ninth, so he came eighth in the whole thing. You know, it's not like you're running for any great glory or pride. The I guy think. wanted to have, I beat Mufar on his CV. Definitely. And I think uh, if anyone looks at the fine print of that on the CV, they won't be all that impressed with how he managed to do it. All right. Kathleen McNamee from Off the Ball. Thank you very much. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance. Weekdays at 9 a.m. on News Talk.